half off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Trippy music. Opening up your Monday. It's six o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you comedians and their new jokes. They are here to make you laugh. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, your first comedian, really exciting comedian who is going to be part of the Desi Fest 2016. Uh, they've been getting a lot of press. It's really exciting, and you guys should go get your tickets right now for that. But right now, you get to uh, listen to him for free here on the Joke Workshop. Clap your hands wildly. It's Richard Cervantes! Yes. Oh my God, Mutiny Radio, how is it going? Wow. Good to see you guys too. Ooh, I like that. This is the only reason I do stand-up for this. Hi, welcome to NPR. I'm Terry Gross. I don't know. Um, there's this new song. It's called Booty from a Distance. Uh, <laughs> this is a new song. And... Uh, so uh, the, the it, it has one verse and then a uh, chorus, and it goes, uh, I was in the grocery store, I was walking down the aisle, when I turned around, I saw her booty from a distance. Uh-huh. And then the chorus is, booty from a distance, booty from a distance. <laughs> so I enjoy this song very much, and I, 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 and I just like the idea of a guy who just can't get turned on by booty that's too close. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Like, listen, girl, you're really hot, but can you, like, walk 10 feet away? (laughs) Yeah. I like that booty from a distance. All right. Well, so obviously that joke needs some work, but (laughs) but there it is. Um, I'm I'm Indian, but I don't look like the rest of my family. It's weird. I'm the only person in my family with hazel eyes. It's weird. I asked my dad about this, and I was like, Dad, why, are my, why am I the only one with hazel eyes? And he goes, but Richard, your eyes are brown. 
And I was like, what? Like, when did my dad turn into, like, a nice, like, godfather? You know, like, listen, if anybody says anything at all about the hazel eyes, you let them know they're brown. Oh, there we go. So, okay. <laughs> Sometimes if you want to hear the feedback, you have to listen very closely. <laughs> it's, it's not always audible the first time. Um, I find it interesting that in life, you're not allowed to kill somebody, but you are allowed to force someone to become alive. I don't know. It's like a life. It's just like a. You can just keep inviting more. It's like a party. You can keep inviting more people to the party, but, but no one can leave. It's just like Sean is kind of annoying. Do you mind if we kick him out? <laughs> no, just just deal with him for like fifty years. <laughs> Joke workshop. <laughs> it's, yeah, well, it's weird. Why? Well, you, you, no one should be allowed to force you to be born, right? I mean, you're not even allowed to force someone to ride a roller coaster, you know? Let alone one that lasts 80 years. Like, you're just on this, you're in this roller coaster, you're 50 years in, you're just like, dude, why are we riding this thing again? It's like, remember your friend pushed you like 50 years ago? Fuck. I'm gonna kick his ass when I get off. my favorite noise. Um, okay, this is my impression of uh, the Hindu god Shiva uh, juggling. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really simple because he has so many arms. <laughs> I was walking through the Tenderloin uh, a couple days ago and somebody threw a needle at me. Oh, wow. It's crazy, right? But then I was like, wait, I don't have all the information here, you know? Maybe it was like, hey, dude, this is a dangerous area. Here's a vaccine. <laughs> You're going to need a tetanus shot. All right, thank you, guys. I'm Richard Sarvate. Richard Sarvate. Rad. Oh, comments. We have two microphones out up in front, and then there's the one in the back here as well. Uh, I thank you, Richard, for mentioning the song Booty from a Distance. Thank you. I, too, am a great big fan of Young Ugly God. Yes. And if you like Booty from a Distance, you will also enjoy his other uh, delicious melodies of face, titties, booty, and toes uh, called FTBT. It's uh, really good, and that's basically all the lyrics. The other thing you'll notice about Booty from a Distance is he opens up the song by going, you know what this is about. (laughs) (laughs) But he's able to enjoy those from close proximity? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. He does he does mention that he looks like Thomas Edison for no reason another song though. <laughs> which is fucking amazing. Okay, thank you for the the discography. <laughs> this is Hello, really sir. dumb, but like maybe when you're making those jokes, it sounds dumb, but maybe you just kinda wanna like relax some or something and just kinda air them out. Like if they're gonna be kinda gross or sexy or something, like just maybe kinda go bigger or something. I don't know. Just don't air know. it out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, if you're going to talk go about sex, like, like uh-huh. get big with it or something. I don't know. We don't see that side of you ever, so. Yeah, I should talk about sex. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, cool. For the booty for a distance, I thought you were going to say booty for a mile. It seemed like an obvious. Oh, it's a, uh, well, it's booty from a distance. Does it still work? No, but, like, I just think it's funny that the 
artist who made this song didn't use mile because it actually rhymes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like aisle, mile, <laughs> and he uses a, a, yeah, word yeah, yeah, that a word that doesn't rhyme. Doesn't rhyme at all. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Also, the people being born premise, I think, is great. I don't have any feedback, but oh, okay, I, I cool. think you Thank should you. just just like keep working on just that Just keep one. doing it. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, booty from a distance. Yes. I liked it. Uh, just, I was, th- I don't know why I was thinking this, like, but maybe you could turn the joke into like, I, I like that song, and it pertains to my girlfriend, cause I like, I like her booty from a distance so much that I decided to let her break up with me so I could stalk her from a distance, or like, nice. I don't know, like the yeah. the distance part you could play with. Yeah. I also like the Shiva. Oh yeah, the juggling. Yeah. Um. Thought it was funny. I think you could also incorporate like, like uh, an emotion like uh, cocky Shiva. She's like, I'm so good at this. Is that racist? Okay, <laughs> do, do the sound. That, you know, yeah. I'm so like nobody can touch me. Or, that's super Russian. I'm sorry. <laughs> Russian do Shiva. I like that. Or like, ski, or, or like, uh, sk- uh, what is the other thing? Like, uh, karma? shy or sca- scared. Like unconfident Shiva one of those and then that way you're actually like also talking about because it's like obviously easy we knew the oh, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. but then like I you think add something more to it yeah okay <laughs> you, so I really liked what Florentina <laughs> was doing with the like from a distance like it's yeah. hard to get you know yeah 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 but yeah. I also like that it's physically hard to get like maybe he'd have to run like a whole mile oh yeah 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 you know just to reach really far or and you could tag it into maybe you're also looking for a long distance relationship oh yeah like I'm you do comedy <laughs> so much you don't have time for a girl that's actually here right right right, right. I'd rather just have the booty <laughs> okay. at a yeah, distance yeah, yeah. I'm looking for a I booty in another city <laughs> yeah yeah okay cool Thanks, guys. Yay, Richard Sarvate, yay! Um, I need to get that list back here because I don't know who's signed up next here on the Joke Workshop on MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, yeah, so we're going to do, fi- I didn't let you guys know, at the Joke Workshop, we do four-minute sets. You hear this. At three, uh, the first 12 people here up through Matthew Quirk are definitely getting comments. After that, if there's not time, we'll still get you guys in for sets. Don't worry. Um, All right. Your next comedian, uh, she's been all over town lately. She had a really, really great show on last week's Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. You guys can listen to that. You can download it on the website. But you're going to hear her right now. Clap wildly. It's Ginny Hogan. Hello, Pam. I hope you uh, laugh during mine. I feel like I depend on your laughs. Um, so this guy asked me for my digits, and I was like, "Okay, you can have them, but you can't have them in the right order." Uh, fortunately for him, my phone number is two 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 two. So dumb. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm on this diet where I write down everything I eat. I think it's supposed to be like an arm workout because I have to hand write it. Um, yeah, I, the result is that I only eat foods with very short names. Like I wanted to eat some quinoa, but I didn't know how to spell it. So I just ate rice. Um, it's because I was focused on getting, what are you laughing at? I get like very self-conscious on stage and like worried that people are making fun of me. 
You know, it's honestly, here's the thing. I'm kind of sick today, and I'm, like, sick to the point where, like, if I have to fart, I'm not sure if I'm going to, like, take a shit or fart because, like, everything's all... Do I, does my does my butt look like I shat on it, Florentina? Is everybody laughing at me? Okay. Um, I, uh, yeah, I wanted to get a beach body, but I used to think a beach body referred to looking like the beach. And I was like, okay, I have it because I have very pasty, pale skin. So that's ideal. But then I was like, that's kind of racist, you know, like that the ideal body type is like a beach body like looking the color of sand. Like I feel like we should be open at least to like a wet beach body or something. Um, I, uh, what else? Oh man, I have a really bad headache. I uh, moved recently and now I have a twin bed and uh, which feels a lot like giving up, you know? It's like I lost my virginity in my childhood bed and I think I found it again in my twin bed. Um, but I couldn't bear the thought of getting like a queen size bed and not ever like like paying more money for it and not ever having anyone sleep over. Hi, David. And uh, so it's kind of like after I got my IUD, I started sleeping with a lot more people because it was like so painful to get it inserted that I was like, I can't just like not have sex with anyone. Um, and I that's like when people like get expensive gym memberships, you know, then they're like incentivized to go to the gym. Um, which is like how I feel about my IUD. Um, I don't think like any women ever like in, who are like single in their 20s like get their periods anymore because like everyone's on like so much birth control, you know, that like no one gets it regularly. Um, I feel like it's almost like retro at this point. It's like we could like have like an 80s theme party where everyone like wears side ponytails and leg warmers and like pretends to get their period once a month. Um, but it's where people are very like, what are you laughing? <laughs> really so. Oh man, I, I like feel really sick. I'm kind of regretting coming. It's not you guys. It's not you guys. I just, I feel sick and now I'm having an anxiety attack. Let me try to get through this. Um, I, uh, I, okay. But it's like people are so just mental if you're not on birth control. Like a girl can be like drunk driving and like doing coke and smoking cigarettes. And then if she like says she's not, not that those are all on the same level of bad, but then if she like says she's not on birth control, her friends will be like, oh my God, make better life choices. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Yay, Jenny Hogan. Comments for Jenny Hogan. I love IUD jokes. I think it's an untrod area of jokiness. And also, you're so young to have an IUD. I'm, they wouldn't let me get mine in until after my 30s because, you know, I was an irresponsible slut. So, it, I mean, I just think it's unique that you're young, you're young and you have an IUD already. She's, are you having hot flashes? It's from the IUD. Well, I, I like to have a fever. I mean, I had a fever like two days ago. I'm fine. Good. I'm Make fine. sure you lick the mic. Yeah, I know. That's, I that's good. That's good. No, I was feeling fine this morning. I don't know why I'm like having a panic attack. Comments for Ginny Hogan. Those jokes are uh, all really good and are super, super tight. Um, I, but I, I don't... I don't get the beach body joke and the way the other ones are so just like oh, yeah. obvious like like almost complete jokes working them out here um so the yeah i, I would just th think about that one that's okay. the what's the worst feedback i've ever given anyone for anything okay. i'm gonna sit so, down so you don't get like beat the beat like that i think it means having a body the color of sand is that clear or is it not funny is it 
I, 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 not that funny, not that clear. Okay. But the set was fantastic. Like, don't take that. Like, the wrong way. Um, with your number being two, 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 you could maybe say that you like used to own a taxi cab service right. and like, it's like out of business now. Well, three, 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 three is um, the number for taxis. So with the beach one, you could reference like a very white beach or something like Key uh, West or something. I don't know oh, if that's yeah. a white beach. I don't know. Um, I think, I think the twin bed is your funniest one. And I think it's funny because when you're a virgin, it, sex is very awkward and difficult, and it also would be on a twin bed. So I think you should like delve more into that. Yeah. Okay. I like how you mentioned that you're sick, and because like everyone was thinking. I mean, I was thinking it, and so it was nice that you're addressing it. Well, I mean, I was. I like that. I really like the little throwback throwback comment. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a good. That was. <laughs> Can you start with that more often? <laughs> it's really unreasonable. Like I've had it the whole time I've been doing stand-up. <laughs> it's the elephant in the room. So you know, you know what I was thinking with the, like the two, two, two thing because like it's an it's an obvious joke by the by the time you get to the last couple twos, but maybe you you could throw that you know how like in the middle uh, or in the beginning of a phone number you could put like one nine one six or like one four one five, maybe you can say like two 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 one two 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 two, and if he's smart enough he'll figure it out like, you know I don't know, but I thought because otherwise it's a little too too obvious yeah. Those laughter callbacks are really strong. Like when somebody laughs and the fucking callbacks go fuck yourself laughing. No, because if someone laughs and I don't know why they're laughing, it's not a punchline. I always think it's But the callbacks on it are so great. They're really great. Like, they're really great. There's something to keep working on. They fucking murdered tonight. So I'm just saying, like, just something to just keep thinking about. Yeah, I mean, I feel exact opposite way about the two-two-two thing. I mean, it's kind of like uh, Norm Macdonaldish, and it's so obvious, and that's why it's so funny. Like two-two-two, two, just like drag it up. All right, clap your hands together wildly. It's Jenny Hogan. Yay! Weird trippy music today. All right. Uh, your next comedian, uh, hopefully he starts wearing some sunscreen so that he won't get skin cancer because he, uh, is a, uh, Segway tour guide, which is a really cool job, I think, for a comedian to have so they can constantly practice their jokes on unwilling audiences. Uh, he's a very funny man, but we're a willing audience right now. Put your hands together. It's John Gallagher. Thank you, guys. Making everybody think about cancer, it's true. You know, I have, a, I have family predispositions to cancer, probably gonna get it. Probably gonna get my head cut up, it's pretty cool. But you know what? I have other things to worry about other than cancer because it's 2016, man. And things are fucked, dude, you know? It's fucked up. You know, the wage gap is just increasing. Black people are getting murdered by police. And then worst of all, females are fighting ghosts. <laughs> I mean, how can one imaginary thing fight and capture another imaginary thing? Whoa. That's right. <laughs> Women aren't real. That's my thesis. They're ghosts. Uh, I, I, uh, I uh, like to go through 
whenever I'm doing my mental inventory, I have a bad week, sorry, with depression or worried about getting drunk. I always try to focus my own struggles inward to blame myself for my own problems. And I remember, wait, I come from a genetic cesspool. And I had this confirmed when I had to go back to Elko, Nevada uh, for my cousin's wedding. If you haven't been to Elko, Nevada, it's like if uh, Reno was sent to the D-League, like the minors to work on becoming Reno. Um, my cousin got married there. And I was just expecting, I already had low standards for this wedding. Like, I was expecting, honestly, to go hang out with cowboys, literally sit on a haystack and drink whiskey in a barn. That was my top. So I was like, we're going to do this. It's going to be great. I'm going to have a belt buckle. I'm going to have cowboy boots on. It's going to be awesome. However, show up. Already low standards. Somehow not met. <laughs> Get there and hear this sentence met out, said out loud. We're in a convention hall. And somebody says this, like, oh, do you know the lasagna also came from the donut place? Oh, boy. Here we go. In addition to that, my cousin's husband is a man who works as an electrician in a mine. He has a full tattoo on his chest of himself riding a bull. Like, holy shit, you guys. This white trash to a new degree. Also, wedding presided over by cowboy poet laureate and chuck wagon cook, Kent Rollins, uh, that's uh, yeah, pretty good. And he actually, I say his name because he's actually a celebrity. He's a guy on the Food Network who's won the show Chopped. And it was nice, he's a very sweet man, but Cowboy Poet Laureate, I don't know if you guys are familiar with cowboy poetry. Let me give you a little small sample. The plains are wide, just like a sheep herd. Boom, I'm a cowboy poet now. That's fucking cowboy poetry. I'm in the top 10 cowboy poets in the nation. It's fucking retarded. It's the easiest shit in the world. So this guy happens to be presiding over my cousin's wedding, okay? Very first line, I'm trying to take it seriously. He's a very genuine man, but people that are very genuine, you want to laugh at them because they're very simple, okay? He's a, he's a man, he's a 60-year-old man that thinks he's a cowboy. Holy shit. Okay, so he's presiding over a wedding. They walk up, it's a nice ceremony. First words out of his mouth. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to gather today. And hell, I've seen people gather. I've seen cattle gather. And then proceeds to make the entire speech a metaphor, a metaphor for marriage using nothing but horse and cattle imagery for fucking 15 minutes. When y'all fall, one of, the, one of the cattle in your herd falls, you know, y'all fall. And that's kind of like marriage. Let's get these young bucks married, all right? Holy God, you guys. My aunt was actually mad because in the middle of the ceremony, I started laughing out fucking loud because how are you real? How are you a real person? I got to watch a cartoon man talk for that long. <laughs> A man from the TV, Yosemite Sam, married my cousins. Uh, that, is, uh, that was my day. And um, I, think that's, I think that's pretty much it. All right, thanks, guys. All the tracks. Yay, John Gallagher, cowboy, poet, story, hilarious. Comments. Comments. Everybody was, everybody was into the ridiculousness of the cowboy poet. We all liked it. Everybody loved it. Sorry, can you repeat the cowboy poem again? Oh, yeah, no, it was just like, uh, it was a, the plains are wide, just like a sheep's herd. Like, I don't know, it was just something just stupid. Like a sheep's herd? Yeah, like, I just was, I just, I change it literally every time I, I tell feel, it. I just feel like it would be better if, like, it was actually funny instead of, like, that. Oh, sure. Instead of, like, an anti oh, I, feel that's like, fine. I feel like you're working for, like, an anti climax, right? 
Uh, we're I mean, working on it being like not funny on purpose, right? Yeah, exactly. Just like super simple and dumb for sure. Yeah, because I feel like you might as well. I don't know. Like it might as well be a joke, and you can sort of. Yeah, like, oh, for sure. A limerick. Uh, well, that makes sense. Like oh, no, a, I mean, one of the ones that goes. Limericks way too complicated. Let's just keep this simple. No rhyming structure. Yeah, just like just a simple, but a simple rhyming couplet would be fine, especially if it's like a really bad couplet. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. And then like the writing, there was just things that like, you got, you took us to the funny image, but then you like didn't deliver like the twist. So like when you talked about the guy has like a tattoo of him riding like a bull on his chest. Like I kind of want to hear your commentary. Oh, for sure. Because you you take us there and I'm like funny. I have a funny visual and I'm like, come on, man. Like take me. I'd like to hear how that guy thinks of himself. No, exactly. That's a good point. They said, like I said, there's a workshop for a reason, right? Working it out. But yeah, that's all. Those are all good notes. Any other things? Cool. Thanks, guys. All right. Clap Wally John Gallagher. <laughs> All right. Here on the Joke Workshop, your next comedian had a great set last Friday on Paptastic's Comedy Clubhouse. To great acclaim and laughing uh, and hilarity. His jokes that we all got to hear in small bits here, he strung them all together, and it worked, and it was awesome. Uh, so clap wildly. It's Jeff Dean. So I, are you laughing at me, Jenny? No. Did I shit my pants? Um, so I only do drugs when I go to music festivals. And uh, this time I went to Outside Lands uh, and uh, I didn't do drugs. I thought to myself, I can, I can be fun without drugs. I can, you know, dance on a table sober like Julia Stiles and 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, so I went sober and I realized I don't think I like music festivals. <laughs> I think I just like drugs. <laughs> and then I thought, like I was just not having a very good time. You're watching uh, just TV, really, with terrible sound because I'm sitting there watching the big screen with the artist playing and it doesn't sound nearly as good as the album. You know when someone's good when everyone goes, oh my God, he sounds just like the album. So I don't know why people don't just listen to the album. <laughs> but um, I find myself like, no, Jeff, you got to watch the actual person, even though he's so tiny. Um, so I just don't see the point anymore. Shit. Um, Like, I wonder, like, is the whole thing a racket? Like, do the organizers tell the artists, like, you don't have to sound as good. Feel free to, like, change things up. Because everyone out there is, is fucked up and 13 years old and pretending to be fans of you. Um, like, so now I'm thinking maybe I should do drugs while doing things I like, like watching HBO. Like, I could pop a Molly and watch Girls with Lena Dunham or something. Um, Um, my mom I I love the internet because it helps me have a better relationship with my parents like instead of calling my mom I could just say something quick on Facebook one of her statuses and then maybe call her tomorrow instead Um, also my mom always like I can always solve her problems by googling things she still hasn't really figured that out 
but she really stumps me sometimes. Like the other day, she was like, you know that black guy? He's funny. He talks about politics. It's like Trevor Noah. She's like, no, he's not a comedian. Um, Al Sharpton? No, he's not like a newscaster or anything. Like, what words do I put in Google to find this guy? We all, all we know is he's black, and my mom found him on the internet. And Google is only for finding things on the internet anyway. Um, I saw this girl got hit by, this actually happened last night. A girl in a Vespa got hit by a car, and I was the first one to be there to, like, help her. And as I was running, I was like, oh, my God, I'm such a great guy. This is my chance. And I'm like, are you okay? And she was like, I think so. And I was like, do you want me to call 911? And she said, "Let me. I don't know yet. And I thought, I was like, so you're fine then? And she's like, well, I'm not fine. I got hit by a car. And I was just panicking more than she was. She was just more upset about her scooter. And I remember just thinking, like, when is when are the adults? Can is anyone's mom here? <laughs> like, I really, I can't wait until I'm, I finally feel like the adult in the situation. Finally, someone came and was like, "No, honey, we're gonna call 911 just in case." Why couldn't I come to that decision? Um, I I have this new strategy of trying. I'm trying to, you know, find a girlfriend, right? Uh, and my, my strategy is to uh, become a, a friends with like a group of girls. And sometimes I do that. I find, I'm like, all right, I'm in with the group. And then I just have sex with the first girl that will have sex with me. So I don't know how to stop myself. Anyway, that's all. Jeff Dean, explaining why he might not be sleeping with many women. Just find a group of them and then sleep with one of them. It's good. Hey Jeff, I really liked oh, it. Thank you. Good set. Um, I <laughs> with the thing about your mom and the black guy, I kind of thought your mom was going to be talking about Obama. I don't know if that's like funnier or less funny if you like reveal at the end that she's talking about. <laughs> you just want your mom to look like really ignorant and racist. Um, that could be yeah, one direction. You want to add? Yeah, your mom being ignorant. Um, I uh, with the one about the girl in the Vespa, like. I sort of wanted you to like, initially you want to hit on her and then like because she's not sure about whether or not she needs to go to the hospital, you like kind of give up on the situation because you're like, well, I can't really just like rescue her now and I don't know exactly like how long I'm going to have to wait around to call 911 and like, I don't know, I feel like this, they, I should just go on Tinder, like this isn't worth it. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the listening to music part. Uh, or uh, when you're at, when you're at a festival, like you feel like you like drugs more, and why do they have a big screen? And I I was thinking you should just you should just get to the like the drug thing and then talk about how uh, I guess listening to music is more interesting when I do like X Y Z like uh, yeah I should have like been having sex with somebody or something like whatever you're doing when you're listening to music at home is like what you have what you would want to do at the music festival to make it more interesting. Like maybe something absurd. Like I don't know what you do at home, but uh, use your imagination. Uh, the scooter thing, uh, I, I liked. I, I kind of got lost a little bit. So you said someone got hit by a scooter, or that she fell off her scooter. I, I kind of missed so it. There's an intersection, and she like the guy didn't see her and actually hit her. Like oh, he was driving a car. a car. Oh, I thought. Like 20 feet and it was totally fine. 
Oh, okay, sorry. I, I thought somebody just got hit by a scooter, and I'm like, finally, scooters are badasses. Uh, <laughs> but that's it then, I, I guess, if it didn't happen like that. First of all, I want to say hi to the 2,000 listeners. Uh, yeah. um, I think you should, especially if you establish a thing with your mom, you should call, maybe you should call your mom while you're on the phone, while you're with a girl on the scooter to ask what you should that's, do. That's funny. I just feel like... And also... Uh, is this thing on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just want to make sure the 2,000 listeners can hear me. Uh, I think that was a really funny conversation. You should extend it to like, I mean, I know that you're just starting it, but it's a good premise. It should. We all laughed at all the lines from your mom, so like I would extend it and then have a conclusion like Jenny was saying. I don't know if it's yeah. like a, it could be Obama, but like, I mean, I think it's kind of obvious, but like that story should come to like a conclusion and you should like yeah. do something. I mean, that's kind of too obvious to. Share with 2,000 listeners, but... Just, yeah. Hey, I feel so weird talking to you into a microphone, but you're so close. Um, I love the joke about the girl who got hit by the Vespa. I think it's really funny that your Prince Charming instincts kicked in immediately. You're like, oh no, a woman's in danger. And then you rushed over. And as soon as she was like, I don't know if I'm in danger, you're like, well, I guess I don't want to sleep with you anymore. <laughs> I actually didn't go into it thinking, like, I didn't go into the joke thinking, oh, like, I want them to think I want to sleep with this guy. I was just like, oh, I'm a hero, kind of. Well, it came across like this. So. <laughs> was, was it funny that way? No, it was really funny that way. <laughs> should I go with it? Make it more obvious. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. In my comments. Uh, I don't believe there are 2,000. Anyways, um, maybe. What? Anyway. I actually, yeah, no, I thought when you were like, I'm going to show her out what a great guy I am, everyone's going to think I'm a hero, but then, like, this is kind of one of those, like, you know, it kind of takes the whole joke in a different direction, so I don't know if you want to do that, but, like, after she's like, I don't think I want to go to the hospital, be like, do you want to come to my place? <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. That's not funny. Though. Yeah, I was thinking when you said, like, you know, I'm going to be the hero, you know, do you think she'll sleep with me? You know, would be the... Your next comedian, uh, another very funny person. We have a really, you guys are, you 2,000 listeners, you guys are in for a treat because they are funny. No, we really do. We get 6,000 downloads on the show a month. Pamtastics gets like over 36, so that's a big deal. And Happy Hour is steadily growing, but Happy Hour has only been around for a year, so. But this has been around for three years, so that's, things grow over time. It's weird how that happens. All right, your next comedian, very funny guy. Put your hands together. Everybody, it's David Klein. It is decrease. All right, what's up, guys? Got, yeah, got to make this quick. I got to get home and uh, click that download button 5,000 times. <laughs> that's right. It's a fucking callback, listeners. Um... Today's Monday, which means yesterday was Sunday. This is starting off sharp. Um, and I go to the farmer's market on Sunday, which is my weekly struggle with not shitting myself in front of my neighbors because I drink coffee and then I go to the farmer's market and invariable, invariably it kicks in and I have to shit myself and run home. But if I don't drink coffee, I'm too fucking stupid to buy what I need and I'm upset. Uh... Yeah, I could wait. I could wait and drink coffee later, but then there's just like the nasty bruised fruit left. And I'm not a bruised fruit kind of guy, okay? 
Um, yeah. Here's <laughs> um, here's my impression of a black eyed peas themed abortion clinic hold music. Give me that. Woom, woom, pow. Woom, woom, pow. Woom, woom, pow. It doesn't get funnier. It didn't, I, the, the joke start, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of friends that don't have any cash and eat at Subway, and then they complain about it, and I get upset because they're eating at a restaurant named after an underground tube filled with rats. Like, there's, you have, there's, there's no, there's no complaining there. Um, I took an Uber pool recently, and it was a, with a couple, one of whom was, one woman was pregnant, the guy was clearly not, and they were fighting and yelling at each other, and I was just trying to ignore them, and they were threatening a divorce, and they brought me into it. He's like, I'm getting out with this guy, and the, the woman was like, no, don't get out with him. Don't, you better not get out of here with him. That's the end of this relationship, and I'm like, there is no him. Him's not here. But in my mind, I was just, I didn't do anything. I was just crying. Um, I remember when I was younger and we'd download porn and like, you guys are older, or younger, excuse me, and like you just get porn. But back in the day, you download it and it comes in these like lines on the screen, like just the, you just see like the sky and then there's the tops of the trees and then there's a face. You're like, I don't want the face, You're like waiting. And there's finally the titties, but they're covered in stars. And so it goes all the way down. You finally see the pussy, and it's just one big star. It sucks. It's just stars. And now that I'm older and married, and by walking with my wife, every time I see an American flag, I just get a little, a little excited. You know, I mean, 50 stars. Um, I know you're not supposed to burn the flag, but can you fuck the stars? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not good at political jokes. Um, <laughs> I. S- Okay, then. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll end with this nonsense. Um, that's what the pros say. Yeah. Um, you ever chat with someone? Oh, I touched this mic. I'm going to get 1,000 diseases, yeah. Jenny. Uh, you ever chat with someone? What's up? That's right. One. That's right. You ever chat with someone who's got, like, a different accent than you, like a foreign accent, and they're talking differently, and then, like, you you're, you're start to realize they're saying things, and then you realize that what you're doing is you steal their soul? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right. All right. David Klein, everybody. I didn't understand the stars joke. I don't, I I mean, I don't download porn. I remember like when things would take a long time to load, but what's with the stars? I told it too fast and maybe not clear enough, but like they'll put back in the day and still I think in Vegas you get like stars on the nipples and stars on the the JJ. I think you need to specify like what porn site because I feel like most of us have nipples available even in like 95 or whenever it was. So you should just talk about your specific like you were went to some weird Japanese porn, got really excited, and then oh, fuck, there were stars or something. Thank you. That's good advice. Cause yeah, porn stars. Uh, there might be a oh, porn stars. I love puns. I'm trying to do less puns. Like, I uh, love puns. No, but I love puns. I'm storing it down. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when when you were saying the the download joke, I, I was thinking 
um, that the reason it was going so slow is that was censorship back then, and that's how they were censoring people. But with like they taught people a lesson on patience, and I don't know. I was just thinking about that, not necessarily that you weren't gonna see. Yeah, like it, it was like the censoring back then was horrible, not just the downloading. But I did a bad job explaining. It's supposed to be like the dial-up speed being slow. I like. Bam, and I really like the subway rats thing. Uh, and I was, I, don't, I was thinking about, um, what was that? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Maybe you could tell, like, say, like, that's not how you're gonna become one of the characters, or I don't know, be more like Mario and like stomp them. Uh, that's stupid. Don't no, do I, that. No, it needs, it Sorry, the, fans. The joke, it die, the joke just dies. It's like, okay, <laughs> there's rats, and then it needs like at least two more punchlines in order to get thrown away. Yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking like the tubes, the subways, are, like video games, and maybe some. Connected. Cool, thank you. Sweet. Thank you guys. Get up off the floor. Yay! David Klein! Woohoo! Yay! Your next comedian's been working on his jokes all week. He's excited to do them for you. Put your hands together, everybody. It's George Davis! Hello, everybody. Again. All right, I was uh, 10 years old, 10 years old, maybe 11, went to my brother's um, graduation, and I got these crazy shoes my mom bought me because we were like, gonna dress up because he was my, like, the second person to graduate in the fam bam, so I was like, all right. And she bought me these shoes called um, Lazy Bones. Has anybody ever heard of fucking Lazy Bones shoes? Yeah, yeah. They were like cheap fucking dress shoes back in the 80s, right? So I go to my brother's graduation with my mom and my cousin and everybody. We're all excited and shit. And I go like, hey, mom, let me and my cousin go get a hot dog. So we go get the hot dog. You run out. And I was like, fuck this shit. It's so boring. And everybody, they're just going like, Albert, Albert Stein, you know, like... Albert, Allen, Stein, like, Jesus Christ, this fucking thing's gonna take forever. So we went running out in the snow. Like, we're like, fuck this. Like, if we take one rack around this building, that'll at least take, like, some time off of our fucking bullshit sitting around this goddamn thing. Graduation, <laughs> which we should be so happy. We don't give a fuck. We're, like, 11 years old. We don't give two shits. So, like... <clears throat> We start walking through the snow, and I get like five steps in, and the sole of my bright shoe just falls off. It's gone. So now I'm like walking on like leather and snow, and leather and snow, and leather and snow. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh my God. Hey, Dwayne. Yeah, George? (laughs) Oh man, I think I fucked up real bad. How'd you fuck up? I lost the sole of my shoe. How the fuck did you lose the sole of your shoe? <laughs> I just, just walking, man, just walking. <laughs> so we end up fucking finding my dumb shoe and uh, like, we ended up, oh my God, it was the worst shit in the world. I ended up walking up to the, uh, to my mom. <laughs> I go, hey, ma. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ma. My dad goes, what the fuck you doing walking around in riding shoes? 
should have walking shoes. You're walking around in riding shoes? You should have walking shoes. And an 11 year old, it's the weirdest thing in the world to hear because it's like, what the fuck? Oh, I get it now. It's called fancy shoes, like church shoes and shit. And, uh, you know, like these goddamn shoes. <laughs> anyway, that's about it. Haka, haka. All right, nice. we'll do this real quick. We'll do that last damn joke, the only thing that makes any fucking sense in my world. All right, this is for you, Pam. We're going to do it this time. <coughs> what can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thanks. Thanks, Pam. George Davis, how can we put punchlines into his story? No, stay up there. Stay up there. Does anybody have any? Like, um, it's hard to tell a story because you have to have punchlines in it. Otherwise, yeah, you know, it's like, it makes it difficult. But, I mean, because when you get to riding shoes and, and walking shoes, it's not a big enough payoff. You know what I mean? It needs to pay off bigger on the story somehow. Right. Maybe your, your parents beat you with the riding crop. I don't know. <laughs> like, riding shoes, like a. Me and my feet explode. Because they're a bunch of morons. Yeah, so I feel like I want to know what you find funny about the story, and you can, because it's sort of drawn out. And if you have like a, a few specific moments of the story that you can sort of zero in on, and like this is this like three funny things in the story, then I think it would just give us some focus because it was kind of like at the same level for a while, and we needed it more like yeah. to hit some peaks. Gotcha. Times, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Joke workshop. So it's a workshop. workshop. The whole idea. Sorry, kid. I mean, even. I mean, David, do you have any puns? David Klein, any puns about walking? Uh, Oh, you had tried to walk. You couldn't walk a mile in those shoes. Oh shit! Snow what? Snow what? Fuck these soulless shoes. Maybe you were walking to church and your shoes are somehow soulless, or. Fucking time. Yeah, because you're going to church. See, I like to do puns and stuff. On the soulless bit? Soulless. Tie the knot. This feels so weird. But yeah, maybe you were walking to church and the shoe fell apart and now you're soulless. And uh, and then you tried to walk just like Jesus, you wanted to get on his backpack so he could carry you or whatever. Remember footsteps in the snow? Remember footsteps, but it's in the sand. No other Christians in the house in the hizzy? Nope. Yeah, yeah. That's cause, cool. Yeah, I walked out of here and fucking Doug picked me up the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Comments? Anyway. Anything? No, there's nothing else. Clap wildly. George, yay! Just a gently quote face, not one to replay. Your next comedian is another funny guy, produces shows, hangs out at the comedy college with all his best friends. Put your hands together. It's David Roth! Gold and took it for a challenge. God, I love that comedy college. Only 1700 bucks a year, and you can do that too. Uh, <laughs> Man, I can't believe 2,000 listeners. I'm usually not nervous, but now that I've heard that fact, it's like I'm performing for an entire small liberal arts college. (laughs) Oh my God, pressure's on 2,000 people. 
what are they doing with like these half-baked jokes? Are they just like, are there like better, are there like professional comedians taking our premises and then doing amazing sets with them and we're just like getting them started? Um, I heard something, <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, Arjun, I, I give Arjun a lot of shit. He had an amazing set of Rooster Tea Feathers last Wednesday, so let's give it up for Arjun. It was a great set. It was a really good set. He was very happy with himself. I was very proud of him, too. It was a great set. I was, I was happy to hear it. Um, speaking of Arjun, let's talk about Indian people for a second. I, I, this amazing thing happened. I went to uh, this brewery, Fog Belt Brewery, and they have like a comedy show Sunday nights, uh, like once a month. And this host, basically, like, there's comedy inside, and then outside on the patio, there's just, like, families sitting. But there's a, like, speaker that that projects the sound outside. And then this host, he's, like, this crazy tall guy. I think his name's, like, Oliver. He has, like, sideshow bob hair, and he's dressed all, like, goth-like. He basically went from, like, zero to anal beads in, like, six seconds. Like, the guy was just like, hey, I'm Oliver. Like, boom, anal beads. And this is just a, the, my favorite experience at a comedy show because, like, he's sort of up there oblivious talking about anal beads. Meanwhile, you just see, like, this Indian family. Like, it was, like, the classic, like, stock photo of, like, an Indian family. It was, like, mom, dad. Like, the son is, I think, like, doing fucking math problems on, like, an iPad. The daughter's reading the dictionary because she wants to be, like, the spelling bee champion in, like, 10 years. And you just see, like... Like, if a tsunami came and they saw it, like, 40 feet, they could not have, like, packed up their shit, like, any quicker than, like, to get the fuck out of this comedy show. Like, the anyway, it was really funny to watch. Um, I really enjoyed listening to that. And then everyone starts laughing, but not at the comedian. So he just gets, like, he's, he just gets reinforced to, like, make, like, more graphic like disgusting anal beads jokes and everyone's like losing their shit because they're just watching this Indian family. So it was like super fucking meta comedy. Anyway, that was uh, that was just a story that I wanted to share with everyone. Uh, I heard something. <laughs> I live in North Beach. I heard some like wasted girls. Uh, this is like I think where tech meets like the strip clubs because <laughs> there's uh yeah there's Broadway and Columbus. That's where that happened. But there was just like girl that's like she was like. I don't know, is prostitution that bad? It's kind of just like Airbnb for your vagina. <laughs> okay, San Francisco, okay, I hear you. Um, I enjoyed that one. I, uh, oh yeah, I was, in, I was in Austin and there was this billboard, it was like a pro bike to work billboard. And it's, I think, I think I'm a little too sensitive because like the billboard said, uh, you're not in traffic, you are traffic. <laughs> And then I just sort of was like, I'm traffic. Is that why everybody hates me? I'm the reason that, I don't know. That's just, this, is this a set? Did this happen? Did my set start yet? I have the vagina joke. And then compliments to Arjun that were heard by 2,000 people. Um, um, yeah. I, uh. Yeah, so th my life is crazy right now because I'm having sexual intercourse with women who enjoy it, uh, which didn't happen for 11 years in my marriage. Like, things were so bad in my marriage that I felt so emasculated, I literally bought a book called Cockfidence. <laughs> and the th <laughs> the 
the worst part too is like I didn't even buy it on Amazon because I just was worried what it would be traced to. So I had to like actually went into like a Barnes and Noble and I was like, cock, cock. Like, and I fucking asked, like, a 72-year-old woman from fucking Omaha where to find, where I could find my version of confidence. Um, but, like, now, this, ladies, this, I'm, I know it's gross to try and, like, sell your sexuality by doing stand-up, but, like, this is a pretty good time to hook up with me, I gotta say, because, like, I'm really, I'm a pleaser, I'm a hardcore pleaser right now, like, I'm, I just need to, like, make women happy, like, that's my sexual goals, uh, the weirdest, this kind of felt out of character, but this one woman, I was, I was going down on her, I feel really weird talking about that, that's not, that's not what I do on stage, but I was going down, and she's like, yeah, mm, like, don't stop, and I don't know how I thought of this, I'm just like, I'm not gonna stop till you call the cops. <laughs> Who is this guy? I don't, this is the new me. I'm excited to meet the new David with sexual confidence. All right, that's been my set. Thank you, I've been David. Give it up for the new David Rob. Yay! Comments on his very, very funny set. Uh, I like the confidence. Uh, <laughs> it shows. That's what she uh, said. No. <laughs> um, I was thinking of those, like, ins- uh, not inspirational books, but it kind of, like, those motivational ones, and you're like, guys, have you ever had to, like, talk to your dicks and give it pep talks, and, like, maybe, like, talk about the things you would say to your dicks to pep it up before sex, because that's what I was thinking about. Anyway, um, and there was another, uh, I was going to bring it back. Breathe through my cock. That's one of the things I do, <laughs> Oh, yeah, you meditate, yeah. Apparently, you just, you can breathe through your cock. It's in chapter four. Oh, right. The, uh, so, you know that uh, traffic thing? Like, you're not in traffic. You are traffic. Maybe you can bring it back. Like, I'm not confidence. I am confidence. Or so, uh, something like that. Bring it back. Yeah, you're not, you're not in confidence. You are. Co- uh, like, I am confident. I don't know. That's a weird word to say, but that was funny. Good set. Uh, <laughs> you made me spit my herbal tea. It was so funny. Um, I thought I wanted to know what was in this confidence book. I, I don't I think you too. went into it enough yet, like Florentina was saying. I think it would be funny if you give your cock a pep talk that's very similar to what you would say to yourself before a stand-up set. So if you're like, silence doesn't mean they're not having a good time or something. <laughs> they can still be, they can stay silent but still be entertained. Um, yeah, ma- or like. Yeah, yeah, or like after reading co- confidence, I learned I can just use the same pep talk on my cock. Um, I liked when you got very like kind of like, I felt like you were very vulnerable at the end when you were like, this isn't me, like I'm not this kind, of, and I kind of like that. I feel like you could like explore like that. I don't know, it's just like. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, there was one other thing. The Airbnb thing is a really funny line. I feel like you shouldn't just like pretend you overheard it. Like you should yeah. pretend it's your idea or something. Or like. Okay. Well, in that yeah, just like even potentially be like pitching it. Be like, yeah, I mean, a lot of girls in San Francisco have a hard time making rent. Like it's an expensive city. What about just like Airbnb being the vaginas? And maybe someone has had this idea before. I don't know. Yeah, like just make prostitution like an implied punchline kind of. Yeah, something like that. I feel like just the fact that you overheard it, it's almost like you're giving, like... I don't know if it makes me... Yeah, I just didn't know how it makes me... Huh? Yeah, and it's also, like, you can kind of, like, make it as as ridiculous of a line as you want when it's something you've overheard, whereas if you make it, like, happen... Or, uh, and then I feel like the 
the audience is going to expect it to be something really like funny and hilarious because you're just like being like, this is what I overheard. Here's the line. Whereas if you yeah. just kind of make it come like more organically into the conversation, you'll like the barrier will be like lower and it'll be like even more impressive and right. funny. Yeah. Every, just to the 2000 listeners, I, I wrote that myself. That wasn't, that wasn't. I think you could do a full five minutes on confidence. I think that's very funny. That whole, I think you can definitely open that up. Tell us what really was in the book and how it related to your marriage and yeah. all that stuff. Cause it's, it's really funny. Cool. I think it's nice that you overheard it because it would seem weird that a guy is like, yeah, hey, you guys should just like press it to yourselves and call it Airbnb. But I think you should have like a comment afterwards. Like she said that and you're like, oh, wait, is is the ad not is like is your thing just dirty, like not unexpectedly, but you, you present it nicely, just like Airbnb ads where it looks nice, maybe, but then inside it's hella dirty. Maybe there's like a whole like sort of mini franchise of these jokes where it's like, yeah. you know how like in startups they're always like, it's Airbnb for this, yeah, it's Uber yeah, for this. Yeah. Maybe I th- there's like right. a series of like funny old yeah. school things that you can like combine. Like what? Arjun's funny. Um, I thought it was really funny that you're like trying to please girls a lot now. So like, <laughs> no, someone relates. So like, so like, of course you went down on her because Dude, yeah. why would you otherwise? You know. So like, <laughs> so I think we should really make that apparent that like that's why we go down on girls is because we're being super nice guys. <laughs> Oh my God! Like same, same reason they give blowjobs. Like no one likes it yeah. doing it, you know. I don't know. Anyway, I kind of makes me. F- swing that thing around here. <laughs> last, last comment from Madison. Um, going back to the Airbnb thing, you could like Uber says that they're not like a car company; they're a platform. You could be like, it's not prostitution; it's just like a platform that allows people to meet. <laughs> like talk about the down. Clap wildly, everybody. David Roth! Yay! All right, moving right along. Your next comedian runs an open mic the second and fourth Thursday at OVO, which is Oakland's very own tavern on MLK. It turns out it's really close to my boyfriend's house, and I should go there sometime. Uh, You guys are going to enjoy him right now. He had a great set at uh, Rooster Teeth Feathers, I guess. It's, It's... Arjun Banerjee! I really loved your set, especially the beginning, David. Uh, No, yeah, he also had a really good set at Rooster Tees. We're best friends now, that's good. I've always wondered. Anyway, people are often surprised when they learn I'm a really big football fan. Um, Apparently that's a punchline. And often, uh, like, when they say, like, oh, you don't seem like a football guy, I'm like, oh, what, because I'm Indian? And they're like, no, it's just because your entire Spotify playlist is just musicals. <laughs> you have one playlist. It's titled, in ti- it's titled Musicals, and it's 104 songs long. That's not the soundtrack to the Super Bowl, you know? Okay. Moving, well, you know, I'm going to finish this joke. I do have varied interests. You know, I can appreciate the dominant display of the Denver's defensive line in Super Bowl 50 and appreciate uh, Beyonce's choreography at the halftime show. Okay. This doesn't get into the rooster teeth feather set next time. Uh, What else? What else did I say? Oh, I do hate Indian stereotypes. I really, really hate being associated with them or even anyone making any assumptions about me because I'm Indian. 
Uh, but on the other hand, I'm, I spent this summer working part-time at my uncle's startup, so, you know. Wow. <laughs> you know, I have a recording of that Rooster Teeth Feathers, and I literally, <laughs> and I titled it Feel Good About Doing Comedy. Uh, we can all listen to it later, 2,000 listeners. <laughs> I promise I'm funny. I actually once was walking down the street and I saw this guy, he was talking to this woman and he was Asian and I didn't want to assume that he worked in tech because that would be really racist, but then I overheard him say, women have all the power in SF and I was like, you work in tech. Um, <laughs> definitely. Uh, and I feel like you guys are giving him too hard of a time. He probably just you know, doesn't talk to that many women, mainly because he says things like women have all the power in San Francisco. <laughs> I wrote so many jokes today, and none of them are good. Uh, I saw a headline that said, 50 holistic doctors died due to mysterious causes by some person who believes. And I don't think it's mysterious causes. It's just the person doesn't use like real medicine. Like, you're going to die of things. It's not that. Not, I solved it. Solved the mystery. Uh, OK. So Queen has a song that says, find me somebody to love. And that's not that hard. Like, I do it on the bus, like, every other week. <sighs> okay, here's my opinion on frats and college rape epidemic. <laughs> so, bear with me. I was with my friend at a frat party. He was in the frat, and I overheard his, his other frat brother be like, if, you don't get if this guy doesn't get laid tonight, he has to eat a stick of butter. And then I kind of got why there are so many rapes and frats. Because he was white, so he has to take a 2% chance of getting put in jail for like six months or like a 100% chance of eating a stick of butter. Which one do you think he's going to take? Especially, he's in a frat, so he probably does not respect women. Do you guys understand where I'm going with this and why it's not offensive and why I'm making a very cogent point? And nobody should think I'm misogynistic or anything. And everyone's on board with what I'm saying, right? May not be funny, but on board. Are we on board? Everyone remember how David said I had a good set once. Okay? Well, this... Yeah. That's it. Arjun Banerjee! Hey, uh, the holistic joke is very funny, but I feel like you can go a lot farther and more specific. Like, you have to pick something like fucking acupuncture, which is the dumbest thing or yeah, whatever. Acupuncture and, has and bases in science for relieving oh, muscle okay. tension. Okay, well, it's, uh, think of something specific holistically that's dumb, like, you know... I don't know, like when they pull your spleen out imaginarily and it's really chicken guts or I don't know, it's curing cancer with weed. I, I don't know, I, you, but it needs to be like more specific and, and exact. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I love the butter joke, and I think it's an awesome joke. If, like, if you like believe in it and tell it, like I, you know what I mean? Like you see, like you said the joke, and you're like, oh, ever like everyone's offended. Like, don't be offended. No, it's like it's a really good joke. Like, tell the joke like you believe it, and and slow it down, and you, like the joke is kind of already there. Um, there's probably a lot more you could do with obviously eating the butter and being like a white frat rapist, but like as it is, it's a good joke. Yeah. Um. I thought you could have gotten to the listen to musicals quicker. Like, you don't need to explain that your whole Spotify thing is like, you just be like, you listen to musical albums or whatever. Or like, musicals. 
I don't know, and maybe name a few, like okay. Wicked or something. I don't Hamilton. know. Hamilton. Uh, shit. This always happens. Uh, I thought it'd be funny if you like fucked up explaining football, like trying to explain how you like. Oh, he passed off a interception, or like I don't know. Um, I think you could make the Indian thing you did over the summer more Indian, like maybe be a developer at a startup, or even go farther than that. Because, like, a lot of people do startups. I don't know. Um, also, I think I love where you're going with the butter thing. I think that's, like, the strongest premise. Um, but I think maybe you just need to explain, like, how fucked up is it that, like, these people choose raping someone over just eating butter? Like, that's not that bad. You know? Like, it's way worse. Like, if someone was like, you Jeff, either you have to go rape a girl or eat a stick of butter, like, I'd, I'd for sure eat the butter. So you should highlight how fucked up it is. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> you said 2% there for it's a second, cheap. and I was hoping maybe you'd make a milk joke. Yeah. You just, you, in the middle of it, you said something about 2%, yeah, and then I was like, oh, you could also drink a gallon of milk. That's also, another thing that's like impossible and sort of frat boy-like. <laughs> <laughs> to the 2,000 listeners, I'm also not pro-rape. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I think... Uh, I think the football halftime joke is like strong. It's going. It's, it can go to a strong place. I think it just needs to get crazier. Like, uh, you liked. You can understand the defense, and then Beyonce, and then like and the centers and the spandex pants when you can see the outline of his butthole. Or like, like you might just. That's not it. But like, I feel like you can just go somewhere farther with that. And then that's like a whole thing. I mean, it's smart that if you find one thing and you find like the super straight and the super gay thing yeah. in each situation, like it seems like that can work on like you can do like a list of that like just list out a ton of shit like that because it's like it's like smart it's like uniquely bisexual funny easy to get like I think that'll work you know yeah no that's definitely part of it Uh, I guess I was thinking you know if you want to make football gayer you can talk about how like not just appreciate the defense or whatever but also how they're like cleats now matching their helmets and it's a really you know highlights yeah it highlights the quarterback's eyes and blah 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 direction I want to go in you know because that's kind of like one of those things. Like, I was actually talking to, like, Yuri Kagan. He was saying that that's kind of the joke that's, like, making fun of gay people. And that won't work for... That'll work for straight people, but not in, like, gay audiences. And so, like, I don't know if that's kind of the person I want to be. Anyways, thanks. Arjun Banerjee! Yay! He knows who he wants to be at such a young age. And- <laughs> We all, I respond to feedback in different ways. Uh, you know, it's usually, uh, for me, it's, you know, Pam, slow down and not so much with the teeth. Your next comedian is another funny lady. Uh, she, has, she has really uh, great hair today, and I'm sure she has great new jokes. Uh, clap well, it is, it's really cute. She, like, braided it the opposite way so that it, like, poofs out on the top. It's really cute. It's advanced hair braiding skills. Uh, and she has advanced joke-telling skills. Put your hands together for Florentina Tanaze. I didn't know I was doing it the wrong way. Is it the right? Okay. Is it good, David? Do you like it? Yeah. Okay. I have hair fittings. Um. Ah. All right. Um. What what did I have going? Oh yeah. I just got back from L.A. And it was kind of a nice break from San Francisco because, as you know, we have a really bad homeless problem. They don't get fed and they don't get work. But in LA, they're called actors. So, bam, there's hope for me yet. Seriously, I need a room, no. Uh, 
growing up, I always wanted to like get the attention of my dad. Shocker. No, no. Uh, like I kind of wanted to do the things he did, you know, like I was a tomboy like that. And I still call him up and when I, t when I do things and I think he'll be proud of that he also does. So I'm like, you know, Hey dad, I learned the piano just like you did. I'm on the soccer team now, just like you. I cheated on someone just like you. Um, but he wasn't really happy about that last one because uh, he left, which is like, I didn't do it like him. I'm working on that one. Um, I'm married, which is really nice. My husband's so supportive. He writes me and handsome. David has a crush on him. Um, he wants to know when you can go on a mandate with him. You just, yeah, get the courage to ask him. That's the first, first step. He doesn't like butt stuff. Um, but he's really supportive. He writes me these inspirational quotes in the morning. And this morning it said, good things come to those who shave. Isn't he great? And so I wrote him back another, I was so inspired, I wrote him an inspirational quote that said, I have the key to your heart. Now give me all of your passwords. Facebook, iPhone, Instagram, MySpace, all of it. Twitter, Grindr, oh, that was my ex. You hub porn, whatever. Why, why doesn't he like put any videos of us up? Is he embarrassed? Is that like an embarrassing thing? Like, don't you put up videos of your girlfriend unknowingly, right? No, nobody? Okay, well, okay, I'll work on that too. Um, I had a good job, but I lost it. Being pregnant is hard work. Um, <laughs> chuckle, chuckle. Do you guys, okay, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember these. And um, there were these um, uh, in, uh, I wouldn't say inspirational posters, but it was like with the, with the cats and they were like really inspiring, like hang in there. And I always want, like I don't see that anymore. Uh, it's also something like people laughed at, like ha ha, ha hang in there, that's a, such a super motivation thing. I wonder what happened to those cats. And I know, they're fucking living my dream. They're on YouTube, they're fucking stars on the internet now. So I feel like I should have taken their advice while I had the chance. Um, Oh yeah, uh, I don't know why so many adults love playing kickball. I feel like if you guys just get your booster shots, you'll grow the fuck up, you know? Uh, okay, that was mean. Okay. <laughs> uh, that, oh, uh, I was in the, uh, the, the marina recently and I really think that's where like white college rapists go to do their time. And the worst thing that could happen to them is that they get in the back of the line of Tacalicious and they don't get to order. Thanks. Yay, Florentina Tanase. Yeah. Um, I think that after what happened to those cats, you just let it go. That's a super funny line. What happened to those cats? And just like look around and take a break. Because whatever you said didn't add to it. It took away from it a little bit. But that line is so funny. Like, whatever happened to those cats? I like it. They're clearly, they're dead. They're <laughs> clearly dead. But I really like that. How did your cops that go? It, it went well. Good. Um, <laughs> I think there's something kind of funny these with these, <laughs> these uh, passive, aggressive, sweet. Like, I feel like maybe the reality of your story might not work 
in stand-up, but like you can talk about how you and your husband leave each other these, over the years you develop these like passive-aggressive sweet notes like, and do the shaving line. And I feel like you could just, again, kind of like list these kind of really funny cutting things that like give us a window into your relationship because it seemed like a funny thing. And when you went to the, the next one after that, where I didn't kind of follow that, but I like this idea that you guys kind of fuck with each other that way and it, sh- okay. it shows about your relationship. So that's like, I think, a, a premise that can go places. Yeah, this is so dumb, but like, there's something about like losing your job at like, you st- you lost your job while working for Hertz Never Lost, or so- or like there's something about or like working for a GP. I don't know some sort of pun and like, losing a job at a place where you can't lose things. I don't know. I was thinking Hertz Never Lost, but based on the silence, you shouldn't take this feedback. But uh, I'll try that. <laughs> wait, wait, I don't. There's like, a, have you heard of Hertz Never Lost? No. It's like uh oh, it's like if you take it's like the GPS for Hertz. Like that comes in all their cars or something. Oh, so you're saying like lose a job I at a place where you can't, where you shouldn't. Where you can't lose anything. Yeah, with like a GPS company or something where you're not, you should never get lost or something. Yeah, okay. anyway, it's kind of dumb, but. Or Apple Maps. You do get lost. I do get lost. All right, Florentina Tenazze. Yay! Moving right along, your next comedian. Uh here all the time really glad that he got here in time so that we get to have the uh feedback portion of the eve please uh pay attention to the jokes and write down any comments if you have them for matthew quirk it is a garden there is no better word for it all right so ah all right, so I gotta I gotta take some uh, umbrance with uh, uh, the the millennials of this world. I mean, you guys just oh, just in time, you guys just got it too fucking easy. It's just uh, pathetic. You try to find struggle in life, you just create these false senses of struggle. I mean, I look at your like workouts, this fucking CrossFit bullshit. It's like. You do all the stuff that used to be hard work and disguise it as a workout leisure time because your lives are just too easy. I mean, cross. why are you guys doing CrossFit games? You're like big for nothing, you know? You're just getting all swole and buff just to be an accountant or do tech or high finance. It's bizarre. You know, and but but you know, I do got to hand it to you, millennials. You you found an ingenious way to have like athletic competition without having you know you get to call yourself like the fittest person on earth without having to go against any brown or black people. It's it's really ingenious, actually. You know, uh, but you know, I look at you guys with like they had a CrossFit Olympics or competition where people just like took these huge wheelbarrows across a field. And I'm like, I know Guatemalans who do that all day long. No one's giving them medals or TV shows, just carrying sandbags, throwing it over a fence, and then carrying more sandbags over a fence. It's just, it's bizarre. And, you know, it's just like, the CrossFit games, it's just more like the burning CrossFit games. It was so white and privileged, I couldn't, I couldn't stop looking at it for some reason. And your diets, all this fucking paleo shit, another bizarre quirk of how, like, how food secure do you have to be to turn away from the very stuff that society was based on, like carbohydrates, you know, like paleo. 
I, I'm, how come I'm not losing weight? I'm paleo. You're not fucking paleo. You're not climbing trees. You don't work with your hands. You don't kill your own meals. And you're not running for your life. You're certainly not shivering by the fire. Do you guys know how many calories shivering burns? A lot. Shivering burns a lot of calories. Try that next time you're paleo. Man, you know what a paleo would be doing if they were alive today? They'd be eating carbs, they'd be diabetic, and they'd be obese, and they'd be kicking it and happy and laughing at you at your CrossFit games. That's what they'd be doing. All right, that's pretty much all I got today. Yeah, that's it. I'm quick, brief. Matthew Quirk. I like it how you used your own name in your joke. I think there's a pun some there with paleo. No, no, no. You said a quirk at one point. You said something that there's a quirk about this thing, and so it just was just cute. But um, I think that you have an obvious pun there with paleo and pale. Like only pale people do paleo. Like I think it's a kind of an obvious thing. But I've been lectured about my puns around here. Only well, no, I I like puns, but but just. I mean, because the only people that you see do paleo are usually pretty fucking pale, <laughs> skinny, and you know. Cool. I think there could be something super interesting with uh, you have like I don't did you I don't, like did you talk about like Central Americans or South Americans or people that anyway Guatemala. Imagine Guatemala. Okay, yeah. So you have Guatemalans who have actual like chores and shit that they need to get done, and then you have like these fake ass Americans that are like just lifting weights and being, you know, trying to boost, yeah. get muscular. Like, how are we, how have we not evolved this so that we're actually making working out productive? Let's like fly these people down to Guatemala and just make, I think we're wasting a lot of energy by having like Yeah, fitness. I get it. I, I had the thought like, you know, they're not, they're not doing like digging a hole for the tree, but they're digging a hole for a competition. Yeah, it's just kind of dumb. Like every, every hour we spend doing fitness, just lifting weights or on a treadmill, like that's energy that could totally be used in Guatemala. Like, yeah. So I think you need to like find a fun way to like bring those two together because I think that could just be a fun way. It's like we're wasting all our energy in real fitness. Like let's go to let's work out in Guatemala for a year and like solve all the problems or something like that. Yeah, I think that would connect to big for nothing. Like they'll make you big for something. Um, yeah. Like why don't all like treadmills or like uh, the bike machines? Why aren't they hooked up to like a power generator? Or Battery. Good point. Um, I think the CrossFit joke just needs more examples of like actual functional things that they're simulating in CrossFit that they could be doing. Like, if they're in Guatemala, like, are they throwing sandbags over a fence because it somehow helps them build a house? Or, like, I don't know. Uh, well, sometimes you have to hand shit to people, so that, that would... Yeah. They're trying hand, to mimic yeah. that with the... Because they had a competition. I saw a movie. Oh, yeah. Just be, like, more concrete yeah. with the... Yeah. Like, ah, uh, concrete. Okay. You could you, you, you oh, use yeah. sand to make concrete, I guess, if you mix it around. Did we watch the yeah. same documentary? <laughs> I just saw Fittest it Fittest Man on Earth? Yes. Okay, so I have a lot to say because I, was, I had the same... Same ideas, okay? I went for a run out. Okay, I watched it, first of all, and maybe you should mention that you watched the documentary because you can't afford the $400 gym membership a month, so you just kind of work besides them. But anyway, that's, um, you started saying how, um, like, you were, you were saying a lot about millennials, right? But then you, like, went on to white people. And um, what I was thinking is, when you say, how hard is it to, uh, like, you just strike me as like a 70s hippie, sorry. But like, it's just how you look. So I think if I were you, like my thought would be, how hard is it to discreetly do drugs on the low without getting caught? Because when I, I think when people see the, the people on 
at the, the like CrossFit, air quoting people, <laughs> CrossFit Olympics, um, they all, they do steroids. Like you, mm, anyway. So maybe, maybe you could like reference some sort of drug thing or I don't know. Cause what's the difference between millennials and, and what? I didn't really get the other thing. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe there wasn't a connection there, and I was just blabbering. Oh, and you could also say like CrossFit games are like because I was thinking this yesterday. CrossFit games are like uh, the the you know how like Christian churches they go to, they have a Mexico trip where uh-huh. they build houses. You yeah. could be like they're like the Mexico trip for churches. It's just completely useless, and all the resources are taken away from that country. Like everyone's effort is is worthless, you know, because they don't actually do shit. They just say they're helping other people. Anyway, I don't know. Okay, bye. I had one more thing for you, um, but it wasn't really in response to. It, when um, there really are those things where when you're working out um, they make your TV work so my friend will watch she'll watch like um, America's Top Model and, and do the Stairmaster at the same time because it makes the electricity go so that she can watch America's Next Top Model so they do have those but it's not uh, it was funny funny story though everybody put your hands together for Matthew Quirk yay see the skyline my head was lost in moving along on the ranty ranter train here on Joke Workshop on Mutiny Radio. Uh, A lovely lady, she comes and joins us every week now. She's one of our stalwart regulars. Please put your hands together for Madison D. I must have overdosed on those fools. Hey, play those fools. Hey, I really like going after Matthew because then I can feel like it's acceptable to sit down. (laughs) I am that lazy. This is just better for me. Um, I'm actually, yeah, speaking of how lazy I am, because that's a common theme in my life, realistically, um, I've been too lazy to, like, cook for myself, like, dinner or really any meal, so I've been just, I switched from tequila to beer, because the beer fills me up, (laughs) and if I, like, don't eat dinner, a beer or a stomach full of beer, like, ensures I'm drunk, so it's really the perfect dinner. Um... (laughs) And also, I keep five pounds of gummy bears next to my bed. It's a recent gift from a friend, and it's amazing. (laughs) It's like an industrial-sized bag. I have no idea where she found it. This is what it takes to be my best friend, guys, in case you're interested in the role. Um, That's what you're competing with. Um, Okay, so she got me these five pounds of of gummy bears uh, because I recently ended my six-month-long friends with benefits situation. And I mean, it was like, whatever, but I ended it because I got feelings and it didn't seem good. But the whole thing was like this giant game of chicken where whoever like got feelings first kind of lost. So I just, I feel like I lost this game and I'm a really competitive person. Like I get pissed if I lose like a, a board game and you do that for like an hour. And this was like six months and I'm so angry about losing. But then I think about what would have happened if I hadn't lost and it's just like a giant collision, which is a good metaphor for every interaction I have with other humans. Um, but it's going to be good being single or whatever, being back to like putting effort into dating people. I have a really awesome Tinder and I know a lot of people say that, but (laughs) mine's actually really, really awesome. It's, um, (laughs) there's only one picture, but more importantly is the profile and no one ever says that. I am building a team for the apocalypse. So I have a list of my requirements and what I'm interested in, in the apocalypse, like what talents and skills I need. 
Um, and so then men just send me a list of their qualifications. Like I literally get Tinder messages that's just like, I can do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, awesome. Let's meet in person. <laughs> I, uh, sometimes for the first date, I meet them at a shooting range, which sounds not smart because it's like, you know, you're meeting a stranger from the internet at a shooting range. But like one, you have to give these dudes a little bit of credit. Like they're not gonna murder me in public. That would be so inconvenient. Like there it would make it so much harder to get away with. And two, like I have a gun as well. And I'm the one who's been on multiple first dates to the shooting range. So I'm pretty fucking good with it. <laughs> Just kidding. Um <laughs> I want to make a line of cards. Um, that say, congrats, you aren't the father, and just sell them in a 12-pack. <laughs> I think that would be great. Um, okay, that's it. Yay, Madison, yay! I think the obvious comment is that you need to list out what those things were for the apocalypse, the weird things. They're like, I'm a, I'm a rifleist, I can knit a sweater, I train dogs, and I, you know, like, chew tobacco, or whatever, like... There are a lot of weird ones, and also everyone tells me that they can help repopulate the planet. Yeah. What do you know? <laughs> shocking. I like that um, you were talking about how lazy you were, and I thought you could tie in the apocalypse with it a little bit. Like, I, I say I, I want them to tell me skills about the apocalypse, but really, like, those guys have come over and helped me fix so many things in my apartment. <laughs> like, they helped me f make sandwiches and, you know, like, maybe tell them important apocalypse skills, but really it's like you want an, a free maid or... Yeah, that's yeah. great. Or, like, I'm testing them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really like your... Idea, yeah, your first date idea of going to the shooting range because I think you're like really doubling down on the anxiety of a first date <laughs> like really like it's already terrifying and then you're like oh and we have guns now um, and also I think it's a good place because like there's so many awkward first date things but in a weird setting is a very good outlet for comedy and then I have one more note about that joke yeah whatever it's good I think there's something kind of cool about, well, I don't know, just from like a 35-year-old's perspective, and I imagine you're in like your early to mid-20s mid or something like that, just like the first person to have feelings loses in the, <laughs> like that's a really interesting thought, and I feel like there's probably like an act out you can do of just like, what's that moment when you're like, like, what's that, what, when is that moment, is that moment like during sex, what is that moment, and just like trying to suppress having feelings because that's just something we all I know exactly to. when it was it was like after sex and I could feel like the hormones and the oxytocin or whatever like going through my body yeah. like making me want to cuddle how strange was like, after Fuck. six months of like this yeah. wonderful penis inside me and it's, like yeah. I just think it's like a very interesting out. thing that just makes there's a lot more depth to what that is Thing. Okay, you know how it sounded like you were a little cocky about the Tinder profile picture, which is fine. And then when you talk about like he wouldn't shoot me in public, and then maybe like say like if anything like I would be a movie like definitely like maybe like if he did not saying that he would shoot you, 
but then like see the upside or like the cocky thing about like oh if he oh, shot like, me then i'll totally be a lifetime movie, movie oh, which yeah, is like the is best good. Good. that is a life goal for your average you white girl something like some people think it would just be total chaos in the apocalypse i have proof from my tinder profile that like 90 percent of what dudes think about is preparation for the apocalypse <laughs> oh, you know because so i feel better. like it's probably fucking true it's like dudes are just like ready and it's not just mormons <laughs> Like, in the apocalypse, dudes will just be busy, like, having sex because they all tell me they can help repopulate the earth. So it won't be crazy at all. <laughs> I feel like there's, there's, like, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, shooting dudes and gathering shit. I feel like that's right. <laughs> cool. Thanks. All right. Madison D. Yay. Uh, your next comedian, he's a new guy. I tried to tag him on Facebook, but we are not friends. Hopefully that will change in the future. We're going to laugh at his jokes. We're going to write things down. We're going to have comments. It's going to be a fun time. Pay attention and laugh at Jack Dolan. Cloaked face. Whoa. Not one. Hi. Oh, you got the last name right. That's People don't do that. Um, this mic stand also won't tighten. Um, oh, no. This is a great start. Um, I always get a little bit nervous doing like a new open mic in a new place because... I kind of know what you guys are thinking, like, who gave this 16-year-old who just discovered Urban Outfitters a microphone? Like, I feel like I just walked in here and put my name on it, like a list, and you guys were like, well, he gets three to five minutes, his name's on the list. Uh, but I do have some merits, and I'm wearing this dumb Urban Outfitters hat because um, I'm 21 and balding. Uh, it's coming back really quickly, which I feel like makes me look like like the bully in a Nickelodeon TV show. Like he's someone who doesn't look quite like a child, but also like knows what hedge funds to like invest money in or like what offshore companies to like hide my dad's wealth in so I could buy more drugs. Um, and I feel like an old man, so I'm, I'm living with some extended family, and they're rich, and they have a nice house, and I'm used to like, like a kitchen where if you close the cabinets, they kind of like open back up very slowly, or like I could take a shower and see the kitchen in the same space, uh, but they have this big house where they have slamless cabinets, which is like the is the epitome of like high-class white wealth, which is a cabinet that even in like an argument, a bitter argument with your like 30-year-old trophy wife, you can't like slam and damage the wood. It stops itself. You've like paid for the security of being too angry all the time, which is a place I'd want to be at at some point in my life. Uh, but instead, when they when my family's out, I kind of feel like a divorced dad. I'm just like walking around a big empty house with like a beer bottle, turning on and off the lights, trying to figure out just how many I could keep on. Because electricity is expensive, but also I don't want to feel alone <laughs> all the time. Um, and then I notice that like this six pack's empty and I wonder where the time's gone. Um, I'm also, I went to the new uh, SF MoMA 
last week. Have any of you guys been there? It's a pretty cool place. Yeah? Yeah? Did you like it? Yes. Did you go in the bathroom? Yeah. Yeah? What color was it? There was a blue one and a red one. Yeah. So all the bathrooms are crazy colors. Uh, I went in the red one, and it gives you a shock, like, immediately. Um, because I guess it's an art place. You have to have cool colors in your bathroom. So I was sitting there in the toilet in this red bathroom, and people kept walking in and being like, whoa, it's so red. And I was sitting there like, like I, with the confidence I imagine only like a newly uh, new father would have. Like, oh, yeah, you get used to it pretty quick. I mean, it's cliche, but I love him more than anything. Um, so I was sitting there, and a guy walked in, and he passed gas in the restroom, and he said, well, can't spell art without fart, and the entire bathroom died. And I only wish I could kill any joke ever, like that guy killed. He had the humor of the SF MoMA bathroom to a T, and he'd only been in there for 30 seconds. He was such a strong comic. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be all I got. Thanks for having me. Clap wildly, Jeff Dolan. Comments from the joke workshop. You can't spell fart without fart without art. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, you said it backwards. Fuck. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Can't spell art without fart. I gotta. I just like how he said it backwards. Like you can say ass backwards, back ass words. Like it's some things you just you know it's a little poetic license. I thought I liked it. Anyway. I gotta figure out a ending to different ending uh, joke anyway. So. I mean, I guess I, your first two things like this is a pretty like low entry mic, so I don't feel like yeah. anyone's like <laughs> looking at you in a funny way. So like, <laughs> I think you just started off not connecting because like Pam is like the sweetest most welcoming person so like I don't know that's not like the vibe so maybe that's why that didn't connect and then I don't know like a lot of comics do like I saw an awesome guy do like you know I look like George Washington's lesbian daughter and he had this like yeah. and I just or like Pete Holmes is like I'm not I look like a lesbian Val- I don't know like the way that you describe yourself like describe yourself too like I don't I don't know you kind of made assumptions and you worded things in a way mm-hmm. that was like this is what you're thinking and like uh-huh. twice in a row I was like that's not really what I'm thinking so I think you just kind of need to like nail that Okay. Stuff harder. Um, but, yeah. That's what she said. This guy. I know him. not that well. Okay. Anything else? Yeah, you just walked in. Do you just got a comment? Just keep, keep, keep at it. The self-deprecating stuff will get there eventually. Uh... Like about the hair thing, but you really, you really have a lot of hair, so it's hard. When you pulled off your hat, I was expecting like, like Christopher John looking, and you have quite a bit of hair. So, oh, man. that's a, that's a reference you wouldn't know either. But the, he's a, he's really, really thinning hair. Yeah, I got a bald more, I think. Uh, good set, man, for the room. It's literally all comics, and none of us are. We're all kind of, we're all fucked up. He's thinking about something. Dave Roth is probably on Tinder right now because he's single now. He's crushing all the puss. Crushing puss now he's single. Uh, Dude, I would just say uh, this is a bad example uh, just because there's a lot of people here, but just more energy. Dude, try all your stuff. Are you you new to comedy or new to the Bay Area? No, just new to the Bay Area. Uh, Where are you from? New York. New York, okay. Yeah, Yeah, I would say uh, just, you know, keep your energy up and 
you know, Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that was, I mean, it was good, dude. I mean, it was, it's fine. Yeah, just keep thanks. at it, man. Take Thank care. You. Jack Dolan, yay! Yay! We have one last comedian that we're going to do comments on, and then we're just going to do four-minute sets after that. Uh, your next comedian, he's new here, too. Clap your hands together. It's Fairchild! All right. Uh, thanks for having me here, guys. Uh, I'm also new to the Bay Area. I'm excited to be here. A lot of changes in my life. Um, actually, this week, personal thing, uh, I, I got my green card. I officially became a U.S. citizen. So, thank you, guys. I uh, found it on eBay. Uh, so, it's official, y'all. I'm African-American now. Uh, I always say I, <laughs> I always say uh, I am American, even when I go outside of America. Here's why: because you're always the most credible motherfucker in the room, right? When I went back home, I'm African, by the way, and I say I'm American. People always listen to you, and it's not just a third world thing. Even when I went to England, I was shown a lot of respect, right? I was advantageous over other people because of what I was. It's awesome. I'm assuming this is what white privilege feels like. I don't know. Uh, fun fact, uh, the phrase white privilege in my language is umkiwa, which is uh, one word. Translated to English, uh, it means white person. Uh, we use one word because to say the full phrase white privilege is a redundant phrase. Once you have the white part, you really don't need the privilege part. The white is doing all the heavy lifting. Uh, I am an immigrant and uh, I think, you know, I always see things in the news, and I feel like immigrants are the most patriotic people you will ever find, because immigrants don't want to be American. And, um, you know, immigrants, you know how I know that they don't want to be American? Because historically, in the history of America, whenever an immigrant arrives here, he looks around and he's like, huh, I like this but I need this to look exactly like where I came from, right? That's how Chinatown and, and, and Little Italy came about. But I know, you know, there's nothing wrong with being American. In fact, there's much to be proud of. Uh, so I get it when people feel like, you don't get it, Fairchild. They want to be like us. They want to be one of us. But that's not what we want as immigrants. We don't want that. You know how I know? Because never in the history of this country has an immigrant arrived here and been like, yes, now that I'm here, I'm going to buy me a colonial house, a Ford F-150, and a Confederate flag, right? Like, I never said that when I got here, right? But it's the benefits they want, Fairchild. You don't get it. They want, they want our benefits. But that's not what we want, guys. Because if that were true, then there should be tons of Mexicans in Sweden. I'm sorry, but Sweden has sweet benefits, right? <laughs> but no, right? There's no one in Sweden. What else do I have? I, uh, I'm always uh, online, and I always see people always post this one status message where they're like, while well, you're out partying this weekend, I'm out here getting this money. Nope. You're just scheduled to work every other weekend, right? That was the agreement where they hired you for the job. How can you use the phrase getting this money? It's not drugs you're selling, right? Relax, Rick Ross. You work at T-Mobile. <laughs> That's all the time I have. Thanks, guys. Woo!
Oh, yay! Fairchild, great set, yay! Comments from the people. Oh, yeah, I'll start. Ethan is gonna start it off. Sure. Uh, white privilege. Good joke, dude. That's oh, a really good joke. I like actually, I say you don't change anything about it because I like how it's a thinker right out of the gate where people have to, th- that's the funniest thing about that. You either get it or you don't. And that's what's so fucking funny. Uh, that was a good set, dude. That was really yeah. good. Thank I you. think like yeah. with a room with actually a lot of people, if you did the same thing, it would go over really, really well. Okay. It, same people. Yeah. Okay. Good job, dude. I hope it wasn't racist. I'm always worried about sometimes. I mean, I talk nah, about man, things in my life. It hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> no, fucking take us down a notch. Yeah, okay. You were you were really funny. You were really comfortable on stage too. Like you just come across as like you have a lot of material and you're really comfortable with it. And it was really funny, like really professional. It was Thank really you. great. I just want to tell the 2,000 listeners that William Lushbaugh is a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know this is like a new joke, but yeah. when you just when you do the African American part, like you should. It was funny now, but deliver that with more joy and more of a sense of like it's just striking you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm an African American. Yeah, just, <laughs> the cadence can be like because you said it and it was funny got laughs, but like this should be like this moment right now where like and that will just I think get that laugh to be so much bigger. But it's a really great line and also just made me think like what else are you assuming? You're just now that you're a citizen, you're also assuming like $19 trillion worth of debt. So like maybe you can just take us on a more like up and down journey. I think the African-American is great, but maybe that's just something to think about because there are like, we have so much baggage, you know? Like sure. what's the baggage that you're experiencing if you want to make that part a bit longer? Sure. Um, and yeah, there's there's something very funny. Uh, I don't, yeah, you were kind of like meandering, but I love the fact, I love this concept of People love America, but if they really loved America, they would just enjoy it instead of make their own small versions of their countries. But like, uh-huh. you got to really tighten that up and like just tell us. It wasn't. It felt like it was ordered. If it was like the order should be one, two, three, four, five, you said it like four, two, five, one, three. So like, instead I of, feel like you need to fi- say like, say it sort of. You can just shorten that the way that I could have shortened this feedback to you um, in a really like <laughs> no, super fine. smart, concise way. So I want to know which part did you get lost? Because that's probably where I need to. People say they love America. If they really loved America, would they make their own version of their country in America? Or because that's because no one comes to America and you know builds and gets an F one fifty and does that. Like it seems like oh, as in that can be consolidated all in one line. Yeah, as opposed like, to dragged lines, out that long. You kind of like yeah, you went, you went too long. But okay. it's a great idea that like to just if keep they love pushing. America, why are they building their own countries in America? And find like there's tension in that. Like they say they love America, but they love it because they can just do have to just consolidate the lines yeah, into yeah, one. Exactly. I, I got. It. Thank you, I've been William. No, Mitchell. thank you. I, no, that was perfect. <laughs> um, I really liked when you were talking about Rick Ross and like getting that money and like rap lyrics and stuff. And this is kind of related. And I was thinking about this like in a lot of rap songs, they talk about credit cards, like no limit on the black card, or like I got broads in Atlanta, credit cards in the scanner. But like, isn't it way more baller to like be using your debit card, you know? Because you have. Because you have it. Yeah. 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 I know. I get it. <laughs> That's actually really good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Clap you wildly, everybody. Yeah. Fairchild. Yay. Yay. All right. The comment portion of tonight is over. You made it through. But now you just get to clap wildly and enjoy the comedy of our last two comedians. Uh, this first comedian is our resident baby angel here at the station. You're going to love him. Clap your hands in a slappy-like motion for Ethan Albers! I'm on a Sunday morn. Gospel trumpet. Yeah. 
Not necessarily. Nah. I should fix the mic stand while I'm up here. That'd be the most productive set I could have, actually, is if I just started, like, fixing stuff around here. Just instead of, like, up here running material by you guys and start patching a hole in the floor or something. I don't know. Does anybody need a physical? I can give you guys a physical. William, you want a physical? You need a physical? <laughs> uh, don't worry. I'm not, not that long. I won't touch your nuts for that long. It's not weird. It's not that weird. Good job, man. Good job, dude. Do you guys uh, do you guys have anybody in, uh, in your lives that you shouldn't have? Do you do you keep anybody in your life that you shouldn't have? Do you have any friends? You do. Why do you keep your friends? Those friends in your life? You don't know. Can I tell you why? Because you want to see what the fuck they're gonna do. You really want to see what the fuck these human beings are gonna do, right? You want like I have a like you want to see you want the Garys of the world to have children and go out. You want to the that's what you want. I have a friend Matt who I shouldn't have in my life. I've known him my entire life. I look right at you really fiercely. <laughs> and I uh, he should be in my life, uh, but I uh, he he is like Matt's the kind of guy that showed up to my house drunk around noon and was like, "We're getting an alligator," and I'm like, "What? Why?" He's like, we're getting a free alligator. I'm like, okay. I was like, let's do this. Like, he's that kind of guy. He's like, I'm just for that human being. That's what I'm for. I'm for people like that. He's a guy that got an alligator, and in a minute after he got the alligator, he was like, I don't know what to do with it. You keep doing you, Matt. You keep doing it. He's like, I guess I'll put it in my garage. Yes, baby, put it in your garage. Like sporting equipment. Put that alligator in a garage. Like sporting equipment. Put it in a garage. What's the man do? What's a man like Matt, a friend that you shouldn't have, do? What, what's he do with an alligator? He feeds it, right? He just feeds it, keeps it in his garage. What's he feed an alligator? Pigeons. Of course a guy like Matt would feed a fucking alligator pigeons. Shooting them, feeding them. <laughs> Portland, Oregon, this is happening, by the way. Portland, Oregon, he's shooting pigeons, feeding them. I know, it's kind of crazy. Then one day he shows up at my house. Matt being Matt, and goes, uh, hey, uh, I'm getting evicted. My landlord came in my garage, checked the hot water heater, and got attacked by the gator. I'm like, of course that happens to guys like you, Matt. Of course, you need to have children. Keep them in the world. You do you, baby. And Matt, being the beautiful person he is, he, uh, uh, he decided to apply for apartments um, with, with alligator on the application. Here's the thing. They don't take them. Nobody fucking takes alligator on an application. You got to like high and mighty about it because you naturally you get righteously fucking upset about your gator in your garage. And he, uh, I see the horn. I'm finishing. I'm finishing up. I, uh, <laughs> so he decides to go drop it in a swamp, return it back to his natural home. This is Portland, Oregon. Okay. This is Portland fucking Oregon. The swamps need heat, not RK fire songs and fixed gear bikes, all right? That's what they need. So he drops it in a swamp. Uh, 24 hours later, uh, guess who's on the front of the newspaper? Mr. Alligator, because the dumb fuck hit a hole in one and he dropped it in a duck sanctuary and the thing had a taste for birds. So it's just eating $5,000 reward. He's 
crying to me. Are you sending me to jail, Ethan? I'm like, no, I can't send you to jail. That story's worth more than five fucking thousand dollars. You need to have kids, Matt. Get some kids in this world, please. That's why you have friends like that. That's been my time. All right. Yay, Ethan Albers. Yay. And then yay. All right, our last comedian of the evening. He's been called a douchebag. I don't think he is. I think he's a lovely human being. Uh, put your hands together for Willie Lush. Yeah. You ask us where. What's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Oh, 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 oh. I like how I've already been dissed and I haven't even done stand-up yet, you know? I'm just a bad audience. Hey, fuck David Roth, though, right, everybody? <laughs> He, hey, I, I know that wasn't the first time he talked too much. I know for sure, dude. I could tell he's been running some laps. Like, yo, I'm, in the, I'm watching their set, dude. I know this shit. Uh, I can't do it. I don't, want, I don't want anyone giving me comments. I know. That's why I feel good, dude. I can't deal with the judgment, dude. I'm already on Facebook hella scared. You know what I mean? Why didn't you like my pick, dude? What's up? Uh, people to not work with? No, I never went on any rants today. Uh, everybody. No, I, I, I tried to get myself booked for shows. Everybody, I've been, uh, I've been getting too drunk lately, okay? And that's why I have these mood problems and I go on Facebook. But I, f- my, I feel like my main problem, I don't know if you've had this with drinking, where you have too much empathy. Have you ever had that? Like, you hella care, dude. Like, fuck it, down the street, I'm giving money to homeless people that I do not have. You know what I mean? Like, just fucking take it, dude. You need it, you know? And, and the thing that is the craziest is I, um, I freaking gave some dude my address so he can get his food stamps mailed there is what I did. Yeah, it was like, I was hella fucked up, and I was like, you fucking mail your stamps to my house, I got you, dude. Don't you fucking worry. And then I get his mail, and I'm like, oh shit. Like, I got fucked up last night, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, th- and it was crazy, because I looked at my phone to see who it was, and it said on my phone, Jermaine EBT Oxycontin, is what it said, so. <laughs> That's why, I, dude, I get drunk, I go on Facebook when I'm drunk, too. What the fuck? Because then you could tell people what you think of them and you don't even have to see them. You know what I mean? I got bad. I sent this one gay dude a fucking dick pic who I've been talking to. Like, he's been trying to hit on me for like four years. I sent him a dick pic. I don't even like the dude. <laughs> I just sent it to him too. And I didn't know I did, and I know I did because he sent me one back. You know what I mean? Like, I woke up the next morning, I was like, oh, fuck, you know? I got too fucked up last night. Getting di- There's jizz on his chest, too. <laughs> so you know you get too crazy, man. Everybody, we're all horny. You hitting the nightlife? With your neon shoes? Trying to get spotted? You, uh, are you monogamous or polyamorous? You're monogamous. Oh, fuck. Got a loyal boy over in the house. Loyalty. I don't know if I'm monogamous or polyamorous. I think it just depends on how horny I am currently. Like, when I'm horny, I'm like, fuck, dude. We need to, you know, open relationship is more rational, you know? But when I, like, am on antidepressants and can't get a boner, I'm like, man, you're the one for me. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, fuck, man. I'm trying to remember my shit, dude. 
Got one minute. Make it count, Willie. Here we go. Chucka, 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 choo. All right. Uh, the train's coming. I'm going to wrap this shit up neatly. This shit's going to be like a Christmas present. Hold up. Hey, uh, fucking the other night, man. Fucking everybody, remember, read your notes. Key comedy comments. Willie Lush, you should have read your notes harder. Reading comprehension. Take some community college classes. You'll get better at comedy. Even if they're online, baby. My name is William Lushbaugh. Thank you. Good night. Hey, William Lushbaugh, closing it out here for us all on the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. Stay tuned. The next show is called FTW. That's Forever Two Wheels. It's rad. They all drive motorcycles um, safely, I'm sure. Uh, thank you guys for buying treats for me today. I still have some more of those if you want them. We'll see you guys this Friday for Happy Hour and then Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. This week, the theme is is my parents aren't proud of me. That's exactly what this theme is this week. Uh, You're going to see Ethan Albers. It's going to be a great show. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening and being a part of Mutiny Radio. Good night. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) 
Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. an underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky, well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. 
and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets kittens unicorns porn maybe oh well stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every friday from 6 to 8 p.m but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at mutiny radio fm index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org so come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! I got it. <laughs> 